Hey, DJ, ready to do another episode of the podcast? Hell yeah! I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It was Disney Plus Day the other day. They dropped some great stuff. I finally saw Thor Love and Thunder. And I saw the new Pinocchio movie. <laughs> so let's get started. But first, let me summon my Thor powers. Ah! <laughs> Couple of guys who like to watch movies, cinema nerds who made it our duty to make a show where we break down, discuss, and review. We're the men who watch movies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Men Who Watch Movies. My name is Alec. And my name's DJ the Movie Man Wagner, also known as the COE of the Men Who Watch Movies. That's right. Incorporated. The chairman of entertainment of the Men Who Watch yep, Movies Incorporated. I'm back. Ooh, like I said, that <laughs> your title gets longer every 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 episode. Oh, I yeah. love it though. That's cool. It, yeah. But we're gonna have a great episode, like I said. Uh, we saw Thor, Love, and Thunder. Well, you you saw it in theaters, correct? Yeah. And uh, I I waited uh, when they dropped it on Disney Plus, and I must say I have a lot to say about it. Uh, but we'll get into all that later. I also saw the new Pinocchio movie. Uh, now you haven't seen that yet. No, I haven't. Uh, it's essentially the same as the cartoon, so there's not much that you missed uh, except you for Tom angry Hanks. Hanks. Angry Hanks. <laughs> angry Hanks. He yeah, he's angry in the news. He's like, you know, he's <laughs> that was walking. like months ago. You, he's, he's walking. You just at like a restaurant from with his wife, and all of a sudden the paparazzi, paparazzi, you know, you know, bumps into his wife, and you know, like Tom Hanks is like, wife. <laughs> Back the fuck off! You just love that celebrity drama, man. You and like that he's tea. Funny. You like that gossip and shit. Well, I know. He's, and I don't he's blame cool. you. It's fun. It's funny to see that. But uh, especially Tom Hanks, he's usually, uh, you think of him as cool and collected. Uh, but then he, uh, when he flips out, it's, it's, it's kind of shocking, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, you know. <laughs> but uh, let's not, let's not, get, not too get too off topic, topic. guys. We're going to have some fun. Uh, first, we got to get into a little movie news. This week in movie, movie news. All right, all right, all right. Our first bit of movie news has nothing to do with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> now, this uh, this first bit of movie news, uh, it's uh, it's a bit in the uh, rumor arena. Uh, so this isn't official, uh, but there's rumors that uh, actress Jodie Comer is uh, going to play Sue Storm in the new Fantastic Four movie. Woo-hoo! Now, uh, disappointingly... Um, I don't know if you heard about it. I was talking about it a little bit before the podcast with you. Um, but uh, recently, uh, the Disney Expo happened, D23. And uh, there was uh, anticipation that they were going to release the casting for the Fantastic Four. And uh, disappointingly, they didn't release any official casting for the movie yet. So they're going to have to wait. Uh, but uh, that's a little... Well, I can wait. You yeah. know, it's, 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 I it can. is what it is. I want to know, damn it. Well, I can wait also, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But who, I who, saw the She-Hulk TV series and it was awesome. <laughs> I told you, I told you, it was awesome. I, I love that show. There's another episode tonight. Uh, well, I know this is gonna air on 
Saturday. Uh, we're we're going to try to push our shows to Saturday now. It's it's a little bit hard to get out the episodes on time. I've been trying to do it on Fridays. It's a it's a bit of a, a stretch to try and do that. So we're going to try and get our episodes out on Saturday. Uh, so by the time this episode airs, uh, she Hulk already been out for a few days, but, uh, we're filming this on a Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So a new episode is coming, uh, tomorrow. Well, we, I can watch it at, I usually watch it at midnight. Do you watch it at midnight or do you uh, wait? I watch it around like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Oh, the, the next day. Time, on, Cause I'm a, I'm a night Thursday? owl. I'm a night owl and I like to stay up and watch. So, so you're going to you know? stay up and watch it at midnight when it drops? Hell Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I but think, not to get too up top, but not to get too up top. I heard that Steve Markman was on the Conan show, and he made this very <laughs> smiley, smiley face. Oh yeah, you sent me a picture of it. I was like, what? at first I thought you met I Steve Martin, and I got I'm really excited, but then it was just a picture off TV. <laughs> that smile. Now, now that is really off topic. Uh, but tonight, I think the She-Hulk uh, episode is the one where Daredevil premieres. That's exciting. Woo! So we'll see. I love uh, Charlie Cox. His, his great Daredevil costume. How do you think he compares to the the one from uh, the uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk? Oh well, it, it's it's different. He's it's way better. Different, different. <laughs> no, I mean, not I the, heard the, that, you know, Charlie Cox is way better. I heard that Rex Smith, who plays uh, Daredevil in the TV series or movie TV series uh-huh. of the Incredible Hulk, um, he sang with his voice, and of course, you know, another podcast. You no, know, it says like you know like. The incredible hairdo of Rex Smith, you know, with the way he was singing, you know, I... <laughs> random! <laughs> okay. okay, moving on, moving on, <laughs> some random stuff. Uh, apparently, David Harbour has a new movie in the works. Uh, now, of course, you know him from, uh, he was in Black Widow recently. Yep, and, the uh, Red Guardian himself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and he was most, he's most known for, uh, of course, his role in Stranger Things. Oh, and Hellboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in Hellboy, which didn't do so well. Uh, but, and uh, in the Green Hornet. He was? Yeah, he was one of the politicians. Or... Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny, uh, funny movie. But he has a new movie coming out. Apparently, it's called uh, Violent Night. Now, it's, it's a uh, Christmas movie, but it's also like an action comedy thriller. What? <laughs> yeah. Violent action? It's a Christmas movie? Christmas is not even coming... Until December. I mean, like, you know, wait until Christmas and wait and wait until you make a movie on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So apparently the Violent Night, it's uh, it's going to come to the theaters in December 2nd, uh, but it follows Santa Claus uh, enacting bloody revenge to save Christmas from a team of mercenaries invading the home of a wealthy family. That sounds epic, man. Ooh, oh, yeah. It sounds <laughs> epic. That, yeah, I definitely have to check that out. Um, I of love course. David Harbour. He, he, you know, of course, Hopper is great on Stranger Things. Uh, definitely, this is something I want to see. Yep. We should go see it. This, I want to see this, and I want to see <laughs> Blood and Honey. The Winnie yep. the Pooh. I have no <laughs> idea why people are making their own version of Winnie the Pooh, but it's uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But you know, <laughs> as long as they're doing justice to that Winnie the Pooh stuff, but I'm glad that Disney Plus has their own version of Winnie the Pooh. But you know, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I have <laughs> no idea have what v- they're getting on, yeah. but. Weird. It's good. Yeah, it's good to have variety, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I love variety. Idea. <laughs> all right, all right. Now let's move on in our movie news. Uh, apparently, 
uh, Captain America, the new Captain America with Anthony Mackie is going to begin filming in early 2023. I, I can't wait to see him as Captain America finally. Yeah. It's going to be great. And there's some epic news that came out uh, from uh, D23. Uh, apparently, Tim Blake Nelson is reprising his role as the leader. He's going to be the villain. Yeah. He's going to be the villain of Captain America New World so, uh, Order. Um, <laughs> Incredible Hulk, he made a small cameo, but he yeah. wasn't the leader in there. I mean, I think the, the big the big plan was for him to be the villain of the, the Incredible Hulk sequel, which never happened. And uh, now, uh, all these years later, he's coming back. Yeah. Coming back. I'm, I'm glad they're incorporating a lot of more, a lot more of the Hulk uh, rogues gallery. Of course, we see Abomination coming back. And, and now we have She-Hulk. Uh, so Hulk is coming back in big ways. And there's rumors that they're going to do World War Hulk. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, but, uh... I, I think Hulk is one of my favorite characters. So. What about Red Hulk? Isn't he supposed to come out? Or I have no um, idea what's going on. Now there was rumors that he was going to be involved in the in the Thunderbolts, but with the passing of the actor who played uh, Thunderbolt Ross, so I, sad. That yeah, I I don't know if how they would incorporate the Red Hulk. I mean, they could make him a different character. I mean, that's. But I that's, did hear that. Um, they are gonna CGI him a little bit, or they're gonna put someone else as the Red Hulk. I'm not sure. No, I, I, pictures of the Red Hulk. I mean, I'm not it's sure. possible that they might make a different character the Red Hulk. Yeah, uh, but uh, definitely, I don't think they're gonna CGI. Uh, what's the actor's name? I'm forgetting right now. I'm drawing a blank. William Hurt. William Hurt. Yeah, they're I, they're not gonna CGI him or anything like that. I mean, they probably explained that he passed away because remember. Uh, I think they uh, he was already having health issues by Civil War, so... Oh, yeah. I uh, heard about it, and it was really, really sad. Yeah. But, I mean, but, the, um, like, the character the character of Thunderbolt Ross, he, he was... Uh, even the character was having health, health issues uh, in the continuity of the movies. So, I mean, it's easy to explain that he might have passed away at some point in between movies. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Only Feige knows what they have planned over there yep. in, in Marvel Land. So we'll see. Congratulations, we'll see Mr. Feige. Oh, Keep yeah. it up. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, apparently, uh, we were just talking about him in the uh, last episode with the, you know, in Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Um, John Rise Davies, who played Kingpin, he's coming back to the uh, Indiana Jones franchise. That's, yeah! a, that's a movie we forgot to Woo-hoo! mention that, that he was a part of. Da, 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 da. Uh, he's going to return as Sala in in Indiana oh, Jones Four. Are they gonna um, CGI him, or is he gonna look the same? I'm sure they're, they're gonna just do. gonna. I'm sure they're just gonna put him in as he is because he's supposed to be. It's not supposed to take place back then. It's supposed to be you know now. Or I mean, it's supposed to be like you know in modern time, whatever time timeline. You know how like Indiana Jones uh, Four, uh, it was supposed to take place in the fifties. And I'm sure this has been, I don't know what time this is going to take place in, maybe the 60s. I don't know. There's it a could lot of, be. Because they seem to be going along with the timeline uh, of how, you know, how long, whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> not to get too off topic, but. Not to get too off topic. If you haven't seen those Minion movies, I recommend it 100%. Oh, they yeah. are so awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. I also recommend the first Despicable Me, the second one, <laughs> the third one, Minions 1, Minions 2. I urge everyone to watch it because it's so badass and funny. It's a kid-friendly movie. It's also for adults, so win-win. Yeah. Win-win, definitely, definitely. Uh, you said you have all of them on DVD, right? 
Hell yeah. We have one hell of a collection. We got to we got to rifle through that one day. We maybe yeah. maybe we'll make a video on your DVD collection. Yeah, we got <laughs> to it's always good to have Rifleman, you know. Was that Zoidberg from Futurama? Fry all a lot of stuff and are you got a lot of DVDs. What? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, that, that would be a good video in and of itself, just all your DVD collection. Uh, moving on to our next bit of movie news. Moving There's a lot on. of stuff coming out of D23. Uh, Werewolf by Night. Uh, it's going to be a series, uh, like a like a limited series coming to Disney+. Plus. It's, it's based off a of Marvel property. It's going to be, um, people say it's like akin to like the old Universal uh, monster movies. Is it uh, based off that Ravencroft... Uh, comic book that I have or the graphic novel um, I have? No, it's it's based off of a Marvel comic. I'm not sure. I'm not too into like the you know all of the backstory of all the Marvel comics and whatnot. Uh, but apparently, um, it's 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 about a group of supernatural um, monster hunters, and one of them is a werewolf, and they have to try to figure out who it is. Um, and slowly they they uh, they're dying, and they have they have to try and figure out who the werewolf is. And it's, uh, it sounds very interesting. Um, even man, a man thing. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the character, but he's going to make an appearance in the show. It seems really awesome. It's something new, something different for Marvel. Yep, something fresh, something I love, new. Yeah, exactly. I love Looking when they take a, a fresh detour. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Thumbs up. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. Uh, we have some moving more on. news out of D23. Uh, they released the cast of the Thunderbolts. And I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. I expected a little more variety. And a lot of people are sharing the same sentiment online. Uh, apparently, uh, the cast includes uh, Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, then we have David Harbour. He's the coming back as the Red Guardian. Woohoo! Um, the and opposite then, of Captain America, or is he a little similar than Captain America? Because I heard uh, that in the yeah, Black but, Widow movie, uh-huh. he was talking about him, and he said that they fought together, they're enemies. Yeah, I guess they fought at some point. I mean, I don't know when. I have no idea, but that was a confusing movie, but Something still like a great movie. But he movie. was frozen. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, and then you have uh, Florence Pugh reprising a role as Yelena, uh, the new Black Widow. Ooh. And then you have Bucky Barnes himself. Uh, he's coming back. Bucky! And then you have a, a U.S. agent. He's going to be on the team. And then you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that, uh, what do you call that guy? A taskmaster. Uh, it's actually a female. Uh, but taskmaster from Black Widow. Uh, that's the team. And I feel like they're very similar in their abilities. Yep. Very different. Uh, Although I heard from Black <laughs> Widow that Taskmaster was going to be a guy, but when yeah. they surprised us... It was like a secret reveal. They, uh, they, uh, they pulled a Trevor Slattery on us. <laughs> a surprise on us. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't as goofy, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was definitely a surprise. It was... Uh, what's, what, what's the guy's name's daughter? Um, um, uh, it was the one that, was, that created the Black Widow program, right? Uh... God, what's her, uh, Drakeoff. Um, Drake, Drakeoff. Drakeoff's daughter, uh, which is which was like a little thing that they mentioned in uh, Avengers. And we didn't see him yet. Came until... to fruition. And he's Black played Wh- by Ray Winstone. A lot of people were disappointed by that reveal. I didn't mind it. it was well, things like you know, Ray Winstone doesn't look Spanish or Cuban. He, he's British, but Ray I Wins. heard that when he, when he makes a Russian accent, you can still hear his natural voice. So oh, it's yeah. like, I, I, yeah, I'm confused. I'm really, really <laughs> surprised, but. <laughs> 
still a good movie, guys. Yeah, a lot of people were disappointed by uh, Taskmaster. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I, I had heard about the character a little bit. I'm not that. I can't be disappointed in a character I don't know too much about. And then uh, I don't know. I was. I think I was fine with it. It was whatever. Uh, so I mean, I think. What do you think about this lineup? I think it's a little lacking. I feel like I was expecting to see like Baron Zemo. I was expecting to see uh, like. Uh, Red Hulk, like you said, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I, I really some more. want to see Red Hulk at some point because yeah, they um, I mean Marvel is doing doing pretty pretty good, except that I just you know don't want to you know say like you know they're doing anything you know different, but they are. But yeah, uh, I mean they're trying some new things, but I feel like I feel like they're they're they're, they're not what they used to be, you know. But uh, it's still fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna go with an open mind. You're still doing good, Marvel and, yeah, fans. I mean, they're doing Marvel better than Studios? DC. Well, but we'll see. I feel I feel like DC might be on a on a ooh, up up ramp here. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, and then they released the trailer for Secret Invasion. I don't know if you've seen it. I did see it. <laughs> it was epic, right? Yeah, the, the way that uh, Nick Fury grew his beard out. I mean, he was yeah. like, he looked so different. Now, this is going to be an epic series. Uh, I wonder, you know, it might there might be some amazing reveals of somebody being a scroll. Uh, there's rumors that people think Rhodey might be a scroll. You know, uh, and if people are not familiar with the comic book run, it, it it's basically, it's like a lot of um, major superheroes turned out, they, they were taken over by scrolls. And it's, you know, of course, they're shapeshifters. They thought they were bad guys at first, but now they're the good, yeah, good but, guys. Yeah, but there are some bad scrolls out there. And I think they're trying to take yeah. over the, I'm thinking they're, uh, they're trying to take over Earth. Um, so uh, we're going to be kind of uh, tricked into thinking that some people are, you know, who they say they are. It turns out they're scrolls. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of this whole big mess because, you know, they can, they can turn into people and create exact replicas of these people. So it's like, you know, who's telling the truth, who, you know, who's really who they say they are and who's a scroll. That's going to be fun to kind of explore. Yep. It's going to um, be so fun. Uh, uh, there was something in movie news about, uh, um, I forget what it was called, but, um, yeah, something in She-Hulk, like there was the end of the credits or the end of the, um, TV series. And there was something like they referenced a boss character of some sort. Because there were some thugs that were fighting She-Hulk, and of course, we don't know what it is, so... Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. And She-Hulk, uh, the Wrecking Crew. Yep, the Wrecking Crew who they mentioned for... uh They mentioned a boss that they work for. Now, the, the people are theorizing it could be Wilson Fisk. Ooh. Uh, some people say it could be the leader. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, the mystery knows. Well, yeah, new episode... New episode coming out soon, so... Yep. We'll, well, maybe we'll have some more answers for you. New episode coming soon, so... Keep on watching, guys. Oh, yeah. We're still going to be here. Oh, definitely. We're not going nowhere. We can't be canceled. No, we ain't. We're the best of the best. <laughs> anyway. You, know you can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I salute you, movie critics, and to the directors. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this brings an end to this week in movie news. Let's get on with the main show. So... Disney Plus Day, they dropped uh, Thor Love and Thunder and Pinocchio. So what did you think about Thor Love and Thunder? I know you said you oh, saw it in theaters. Oh, I thought it was badass. Yeah. You know, it definitely Thor, had some great moments of you know, visuals were stunning, definitely. You know, Jane Foster with the muscles and she's the mighty Thor. Yeah. I heard that she had to gain like a lot, a lot of muscle, but you know, it was like. Yeah, she worked out. You could tell you know, she had muscles and stuff. I always like when actors put in that extra work for the Very role. Very muscular woman. Unlike. Yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> Unlike what's his name, Tim Roth. Yep. He uh, he had the fake CGI muscles in uh, in the Incredible Hulk. Yep. 
and now, uh, you know, uh, definitely now that he's older, he's not going to, he's not going to put in that where, I mean, it's all CG. They could just do all CGI. I mean, he keeps his shirt on when yeah. he's not the abomination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh but uh, what, overall, what, how did you think uh, Natalie Portman did in her re- epic return to oh, the she did. franchise? Oh, she's awesome. You know, the first Thor was amazing. Second one was a little comical. The third one was amazing. The fourth one was super amazing. Awesome-tacular. <laughs> really? You liked it that much? Yep. I give it two thumbs up, and I give it ten stars. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ooh, man. For the best Thor movie ever. Wow. Um, like I said, you always have such a positive outlook on these kind of things. Yep. I wouldn't give it such a glowing review. Um, I would have to say, I would have to say it's one of my least favorite Thor movies. What? Uh, you know, okay. I mean, I'm, then then that putting it into perspective, you know, I'm not gonna. It's not that much lower than the others. Um, I would say Ragnarok is it was it uh, is one of my favorites. I'd say you know next to that would be like the first Thor movie, the second Thor movie, and then this one. I feel like it was it went really over the top. It went it went a li- it pushed it a little too far for me. <laughs> and I love that. I love that wacky stuff. I like the uh, the nineties music in Thor Ragnarok where it's oh yeah, uh, a lot of the Guns and Roses. They used a lot of Guns and Roses. Sweet child of mine. I feel like you know if, if uh, Tony Stark, Tony Stark, and ACDC, you know, it's like one of those correlation kind of things. Um, if Tony Stark is to ACDC is what Thor is to Guns and Roses. There's a lot of Guns and Roses in this, and then oh, yeah. you know, and then a lot of it, uh, a lot of the songs were you know correlated to what was being talked about. Oh yeah, I like uh, the immigrant song in the Thor Ragnarok. Um, yeah, scene. Uh, yeah, but this one was heavy on the Guns N' Roses, and, and like I said, uh, especially "Sweet Child of Mine," it had it's a lot. Classic. It had a lot to do with the uh, with the theme of the movie at the end and whatnot. Uh, we'll get into that. We don't want to spoil it right off the bat. Nope. Uh, I mean, just just to get out of the way, we are going to talk about some spoilers. We'll try and keep the big ones to the end, um, but uh, you know, we're gonna. Yeah, it's been out for a while. We trust that it's you've seen it. It's been out for a while, so um. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna yep. pepper some. Some uh, smaller spoilers here and there, and then we're going to leave the big ones to the end. But uh, but basically, it takes place, you know, after the events of uh, Endgame. Thor, you know, he's just getting back into the game, uh, so to speak. Uh, he's getting all s- muscular. He has to work out, yeah. get the guns out, you know, <laughs> macho man Randy Savage type yeah. of muscles. Yeah, so basically, I mean, it starts, it starts when... Uh, uh, basically, Thor he goes on his adventures with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So he's oh yeah, he, he's on an adventure with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're funny as it's, it's always good to see the Guardians. They're so funny, they're like my favorite part of the cosmic. They're so funny, MCU. and Chris Pratt's so funny. You know, he has a humor quality, and he's so just funny. Uh, but and the, yeah, but he was before... in the Magnificent Seven, the very very remake of a western so and not not, not, not his best movie definitely uh, uh, uh actually before we get to all the thor craziness we start with christian bale as gore what do you think about his performance as gore oh, it was very very haunting very very good i agree he I, still had the vibes of american psycho as patrick <laughs> bathan now that's a scary character um <laughs> yeah you know me you know that's a smile of steve martin Okay. We, he's holding the CD of something, and he's like, <laughs> I get a grin again and again. But Smilex, Steve Martin, I get a grin again. 
<laughs> well, you know, I saw that picture on the Conan talk show, so I'm like, you know, he must be really, really happy about the CD, or he's promoting the CD, and he <laughs> gave a awesome smile that was like um, um, a tribute to uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. <laughs> I guess the way so. he was smiling. Uh, anyway, not to get too off topic not here. To trying to keep everything on the rails uh, right now. Yep. Uh, so let's talk more about Christian Bale as yep. Gore, the God Butcher. He's um, fantastic. We still remember him as Batman, but as Gore, oh, yeah. the God Butcher, he is so different. He's um, I think he's, he's so different. And he's definitely one of the best parts of this movie. I mean, I just love. Uh, I just love how the, he brings that, like, you, like as you say, gravitas to the role. Gravitas, um, the anger, the yeah. uh, frustration in the movie. Yeah, you can really angry. see his motivation in this. Like any any of the good Marvel villains, he has like He's a strong to motivation. Thanos. But Thanos is Thanos, um, and Gore, the God Butcher is. Yeah, I mean, they're very different characters, but I feel like they have like a similar like justification to their motivations. Yep, every villain has you know, a justification to their where, motives, but yeah, where, where Thanos, bad guys. where Thanos saw you know uh, a need for balance in the universe. You know, he saw that there was too many people. Basically, he wanted to cut down the population to let you know the universe thrive uh, because he saw the destruction of his own home planet. Uh, similarly, Gore, you know, had a tragedy happen to him, and he wanted to. Not bring balance. That's that's where they differ. He he wasn't about balance. He was about changing the hierarchy because he felt like gods were just sitting in you know in you know, you know in in the life of luxury you know letting the common people die and kind of almost like mocking him in a way, you know while they were suffering they were living the high life uh, so to speak, right? That that was kind of his his gripe. Yeah, he was griping a lot in the yeah. movie, but um, because there was a god he was praying to, and then uh, while his daughter was dying of like starvation and hunger and thirst, and uh, he didn't, you know, his god didn't answer his prayers, and then eventually he wanders upon this oasis. It's like this lush, uh, yeah, you know, in the middle of like this dry desert, uh, and it, that's oh, yeah. that's where he meets you know the, the god that he's praying to. I forget the god's name, but uh. Drawing a blank. Yeah, I have no idea. I can't remember, but he was—he was this guy. He, you know, he was all decked out in gold, and he was this bearded man with a with a head headdress and whatnot. And he he meets him, and he's like, you know, uh, he's basically letting him know that you know about his daughter passed away, and that he was looking forward to to seeing her again in the afterlife and whatnot. And he just kind of laughed him off, like, "Oh, you pathetic thing. There's no there's no afterlife for you. This is it. Basically, you die and you're dead." You know, to think and that you get more. And the God Butcher yeah. says, you know, you're not the first God I've killed. Oh, yeah. And then uh, it turns out that, that that God, right, he just finished ki- killing some some being who was wielding this powerful sword called the Necro Sword, And it, it, it's oh. used to kill gods. And whoever wields it, it kind of takes them over and, and kind of, it's almost like the, um, what do you the, call the that? Mjolnir. They kind of like Mjolnir. They reference that later in the, in the movie, but it reminds me of like the Darkhold. It, it kind of oh, cor- the Darkhold. It, it like yep. corrupts whoever uses it, and and so um, uh, Christian Bale at that point he renounces the god because he's like you failed me, and uh, you're you know basically we were praying to nothing. You know, like you you basically are just here mocking us in our time of need, and you know I renounce you. And he, he has a little pendant of the god 
and he rips it off his neck and throws it on the ground. And the god's not happy. He grabs him by the neck. And he's choking him. And the Necrosword starts calling to Gore and it floats in the air and he grabs it. Then it's when he gains the powers of the Necrosword. It starts corrupting him. It turns him pale white. And his eyes eye start glowing and whatnot. Very and, angry. And all of a sudden uh, he, you know, he kills the god. And then the god's like bleeding gold blood just to you know, drive home the point of how much wealth and, and power that they wield. You yeah, know, just so, overabundance so different, and but... Yeah. Yeah. All in all. So that uh, kicks very, off very the movie. Good movie. Yeah. And that was a yeah, very but, strong beginning to the movie. Oh, yeah. Very, very strong. Some <laughs> Marvel movies have a very, very strong beginning. Yeah. This one had a very, very, very strong beginning. Yeah. I love I love all the stuff with gore. Uh, I think it was excellent. And then and then as we start getting into the main movie, it gets really wacky, right? Yep. I mean, I feel like this is the wackiest Zeus? it's ever been. A lot of people hated you mean, it for uh, that. You mean Zeus? Well, that, that's a whole other story. But even just the beginning where... Uh, where Korg is talking to the audience, basically. Well, he's 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 really like telling the tale to all the Asgardian children about the, the mighty of, space Thor. Yeah, the mighty space Viking Thor, and he's he's going over, you know, how uh, when Thor was a baby, and, and when he grew up and became a you know, you know the basically the prince of Asgard and whatnot. And uh, it's kind of interesting. There's like this really bad scene at the beginning where it shows uh, Frigga. Uh, carrying a baby Thor in a battle, and it's like this. This I gotta admit, the CGI is pretty bad. Normally, I don't like to criticize CGI too much. I know it's a lot of work, and it's it's really hard. I mean, the, the way they push these guys uh, to get I this don't criticize CGI. CGI out, but I mean, the the baby looked pretty bad. It looks like some like two thousands shit. Uh, but other than that, I think the visuals overall were stunning. But the, the baby was a little Still jarring. Still a good movie. It reminded me of the Son of the Mask. A little bit. What a horrible movie! <laughs> oh wow, you actually criticized the movie. Usually, yeah. Usually, you rate stuff ten out of ten. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> when I saw it, and then of course, Aaron, who um is yeah. a very very good judge of character of movies, uh, he's like, you know, <laughs> bad movie. That is correct. Uh, oh yeah, it was it was it was embarrassing. Yeah, I, uh, I like Jim Carrey as a mask. I watch it. Just, it's like watching a train wreck or a car crash. You know, you just watch it just to see you know the horrificness of it you know just out of curiosity you know and that that's what the son of the mask is it's a train wreck anyway not to get too off topic not to get too off topic guys um we're still yes. here yeah so korg is talking about the legendary hero of thor and whatnot and and you know how he was trained in battle and then um how thor you know went through what he did you know how he, he lost you know his mom he lost his dad uh he lost his friend heimdall and uh, they even even talks about how he he went through tragedy losing loki and they show they show like several times when when he thought he died he's like he lost loki and he lost loki again and again he lost him like there's like three times where he or well, four times two I don't know. Time, well, there's like two times where he thought he died and then yeah. there was a third time when he actually did die when thanos snapped his neck uh, uh, and of course there's that variant that he never got to meet so he doesn't know he's still out there in some form but uh you know thor's seen a lot of tragedy you know? yeah so thor is like you know sad then he gets happy then he gets so yeah. well you know mighty with the stormbreaker and he's all he's making these speeches uh -huh. like I have no idea what he's making, but, you know, it's just really, really good movie. Yeah. But, uh, I still think it's awesome. Yeah, he saw a lot of tragedy, especially after uh, he took it really hard after he lost to Thanos the first time. Because remember, he that's when he got really fat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, I mean, that was great for me because I could cosplay Thor Didn't easily. he wear a fat suit? 
Yeah, yeah, he wore that suit, and he, he uh, Chris Hemsworth enjoyed it a lot because he didn't have to work out as hard. He didn't get fat, but he he didn't have to do those intense workouts. He could have a, a you know piece of pizza once in a while. He didn't have to worry about like getting super ripped. He could just hide his body behind the fat suit. Uh, so he he loved that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, were they making references in Avengers Endgame? Like you know, Tony Stark says like oh, yeah. you know, like oh, hey Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that reference. That was funny. Um, yeah, he did kind of. Yeah, yeah, he did remind me of the dude a lot, especially when he was wearing that sweater. Um, that was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of neat to see that that story arc of Thor because you know he's usually like the unwavable god of thunder who who can go through anything. He's he's always so you know just gung ho and he no, nothing ever makes him waver. But you know, just having lost. You know, a lot. You know, he just lost his home. Uh, Asgard blew up in Ragnarok, and he lost a lot of friends. He lost a lot of family. And on top of that, you know, he thought yeah. he could, you know, best Thanos, and he even lost to Thanos. He's, he, you know, he rarely wins a fight. Uh, in fact, I don't think at, up to this point he's ever lost a fight. You know, he, he'll, he'll like, he'll like be on the verge, but then he'll always come back. But he lost to Thanos, and I think that broke him. Because yeah, but, you know, uh, it sent him yeah. into a spiral. He got fat. But then in this movie, we see, you know, after the after the aftermath of all that, he's getting his life back on track. He's going on adventures. Uh, Korg is talking about how he went from uh, dad bod to god bod again. <laughs> and he's like working it out with those giant chains. And uh, I like that trucker hat. He has he, he has like an Avengers hat and he and he and he crossed out all the Avengers names and he put uh, the strongest and it says Avengers on it. I want that trucker hat. <laughs> And then uh, yep. yeah, he goes back on adventures. They're like on some planet, I think. They're like saving um, saving some blue people's planet. It's not the uh, Kree, but it's some weird-looking blue people. I have no idea, but they look like Avatar. <laughs> well, kind of. They're not. They're not as tall and uh, like cat-like, but they're like these weird blue people. Uh, and then they're saving their planet from like these. We look like owls or something, right? Yeah, it was like very different stuff, but the goats were he- screaming, and I thought goats were making oh, a yeah. sound call. Oh yeah, we'll get to that right now. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that right now. But um, there was like these weird bird people that were attacking the blue people's planet, and and I think they were going after the um, what do you call it the uh, their temple where they worship their god, and they were talking about how their god was killed, which later we'll find out that it has to do with uh, gore. God, but and then anyway, they fight off. The, they do this epic fight scene where they fight off all the uh, the owl people. At first, the guardians are you know hard at work trying to kill them, and they're just being overwhelmed. And Thor, at the, the beginning of the movie, is kind of meditating and and contemplation and whatnot. And finally, he decides to join the battle. He grab at first, he like plants Stormbreaker in the ground. Remember, and it starts to grow. Yep. And he pulls out of the ground. There's like roots and stuff, which is funny because people were theorizing if you plant Stormbreaker, it'll create a new. Um, Groot, which I think that's kind of that's kind of what was happening until he pulled it out. Yeah, and then he wrote it like a witch, like a witch's broom. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was uh, kind of hilarious. That was it was hilarious. You know, Marvel movies have this Easter egg stuff where they bring out mysteries and whatnot, and they have this <laughs> yeah. cool stuff and whatnot. But yeah. uh, definitely a lot of those weird visuals and stuff. Um, my favorite part of the fight scene is when he uh, there's like those two owl creatures. They're riding like these weird like hover motorcycle kind of things, and they're gonna crash into him. And he like stops him with his legs, and he's doing like a splits. It almost looks like a like a Jean Claude Van Damme stunt, where he's like he has his legs split between the two bikes. Remember that? Oh yeah, I remember. You know, <laughs> you know Jean Claude Van Damme. You know that you know martial artist guy. But uh, 
yeah, he was like, he's, he's so good in, in his movies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so epic. And then uh, accidentally at the end of the battle, uh, the temple gets destroyed and it crumbles to the ground and the blue people are sad and whatnot. But I think that's, and, and then eventually uh, after they hear about the God being slayed, I think that's when they start hearing about uh, Gore, right? Yep. And then they yeah, learn they that. They start hearing about Gore the God Butcher and Gore's no Thor and uh, Mighty Thor, which is played by Natalie Portman. Oh yeah. Natalie Portman returns. Um, so we, uh, eventually they cut to Natalie Portman's character, yep. um, Jane Foster, and, and then we uh, see that she's doing chemo, which oh, is sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never read the comics about that, but when I saw the movie and of course when Aaron told me about that, you know, it's based off the comics. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. So she gets cancer and she's like in stage four, basically they told her to get her affairs in order. And, um, even though Darcy is there, played by Kat Dennings. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she has a small cameo, very <laughs> yeah. brief. It's fun to see her back, though. She's a fun character. And uh, so she's basically, you know, telling her that, you, you know, you need to fight this. You can fight this and whatnot. And, uh, but Jane knows that she's in trouble. And eventually she, uh, she'll seek out the powers of Mjolnir because uh, you could see uh, it was kind of calling to her, I believe they say later in the movie. But she also sees a book on her table about, about, uh, myths like viking myths and it's saying that in the book um i think mjolnir wields some magical powers that can help with health and and stuff like that so she i think she theorizes that maybe asgardian magic can you know maybe it'll help cure her cancer because at this point she has nothing to lose uh, yeah so, she's a mighty thor yeah so she goes never to, read the comics but yeah you know, very very terrific movie it's very uh it's very similar in this movie to the, her arc in the Mighty Thor comic book uh, about her cancer and all that. But we'll get into the big spoilers at the end. Yep. Um, but yeah, so she um, so she goes to New Asgard to seek out uh, Mjolnir. And um, that's when uh, she touches it and magic starts to happen. It starts, it starts, you know, electrifying and whatnot. And at this point, it's still broken because uh, Hela destroyed it in uh, Ragnar uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, and it's still broken, but it's still, yeah. you know, pieced together and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and then the funny thing about New Asgard, though, it's it's become a tourist town. So uh, Valkyrie is now the uh, the head of Asgard. And uh, they turned into a tourist attraction. So there's all kinds of, like, Viking tours. They have boats that are taking tourists across the water. And they have, like, all kinds of rides, I think. And um, and that's when we see uh, there's, like, a tourist group uh, viewing uh, Mjolnir behind a... It's like a glass dome. And then we, have an, we have another play going on with uh, with Chris Hemsworth's brother playing oh, Thor Liam again. Hemsworth? Yeah, yeah. And Sam Neill. No, not Liam. It's the other. It's the, oh, the third uh, brother. Uh, I don't know his name, uh, but it's the third Hemsworth that he's not an actor, but he's playing Thor in this again, uh, like he did in Ragnarok. And then we have uh, what's Sam Neill. Well, Sam Neill is back as Odin and Matt Damon, Matt Damon as Thor, just like they did in Ragnarok. It's hilarious. And then, of course, now we have Hela played by Melissa McCarthy. Uh, I thought that was a funny bit. I loved yep. it in the in the Ragnarok and uh, it was good to see the actors back in this one. Um, but yeah, they're doing, uh, they're doing another play based off of the events of Ragnarok. And when Odin dies, it's funny, uh, you know, when he turns into magic dust, it's just Sam Neill sprinkling like some gold glitter around and stuff yep. like that. What'd you think about that? It was funny, you know, yeah, yeah. Sam Neill is so funny, you know, when in his Jurassic Park movies, he is so, 
you know, dead on his character. You know, he has like, you know, an American accent in Jurassic Park. When he's in other movies, he has that famous British accent with that big beard of his. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, that eventually they get like a distress signal. Uh, Thor uh, get and the Guardians get a distress signal uh, about a bunch of people saying that their uh, gods are being killed off. And they're like, what the hell? And uh, Thor sees a, a video pop up on the screen on... Um, What's his name? Star-Lord Chip. And it's uh, Lady Sif. Jamie Alexander's back as Lady Sif. And she's in distress. Uh, she's in some icy planet. It's, I don't know if it's Hoth. No, I'm just joking. Isn't she angry or she's angry? <laughs> uh, no, she's thing? wounded. She's, uh, she's um, you know, hurt on, uh, on the ground, uh, calling out to Thor. I think she, she's in need of help. Um, and that's when uh, the Guardians and Thor part ways. He's saying that he needs to go help his friend. And he's like, this is where we, this is where we diverge. And he was even saying to, to uh, what's his name, um, Star Lord. He's like, here, take the ship. It has done me well. He's like, you mean my ship? I don't know. Thor's a little, he's he's, he's a little ditzy in this movie. I don't know. Yeah, well, they they made him comical in this movie, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you I'm know, not a smart man. I don't know. They made they made him a little too uh, airhead in this. Uh, a little for my taste. At some point in the movie, he like starts talking to Mjolnir and uh, Stormbreaker like they're sentient. Uh, I don't know. It just seems a little childish to me. That's weird, He's, but he hasn't done funny that in, in any in a way of the other movies. So good. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done that in any of the other movies. I don't know why he started now. It's not like they're talking back to him or anything. Uh, he, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe he, his brain fried after that, the whole Thanos ordeal. I don't know. But anyway, he goes to save Lady Sif. She's hoping to die on the battlefield to be, to you know get invited into Valhalla, to Valhalla. I think I said Valhalla. Accident. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? But uh, Thor informs her that she has to die in battle, and she's like, "Oh shit! Okay, I better not die then." Uh, so uh, that's when he learns of Gore and his intentions. Uh, you know, he got the Necro Sword and whatnot, and he's intending to kill the gods. So he knows he has to fight him. Um, eventually, I think. Um, I think Gore ends up back uh, going to, um, what do you call it, New Asgard. Because it, that, I think that's when he finds out that uh, that he's next on the chopping block, right? That he's going to come after Thor. Yep. Um, so eventually he ends up in New Asgard. They have this big battle. And then um, that's when uh, Thor sees the mighty Thor for the first time, Jane yep. Foster. And he's like, Jane. Jane? And he has like that uh, epic like gold suit. I don't know. It looked kind of looked kind of CGI to me, but but some of the behind the scenes show that it was actual like a physical suit that he wore. So I don't know if they enhanced it. It was a little weird. Um, some of the graphics are off in this a little bit, but I tried not to let to, not to let that get to me too much. That doesn't get to me one bit. <laughs> Very positive, uh, but yeah. So he's he's fighting Gore, trying to keep him away from the you know New Asgard, the people of New Asgard and whatnot. Um, and that's when, you know, Jane shows up, um, Mjolnir comes flying in and starts, uh, hitting some of the, the creatures that are helping Gore. They're like shadow creatures that he summons with the necro sword. And, uh, he sees Mjolnir and he's all excited. He's like, Mjolnir! And he's trying to get it to come to him, but it's not coming to him. And all of a sudden, boom, it flies into, uh, this lady's hand. She's wearing the Thor outfit. And then, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. This, I don't know, they do this a lot with the Marvel costumes nowadays where they just kind of dissipate. With I guess it's like a well since it's like a magic suit it makes kind of sense but a lot of the suits 
You know, the, now they're either like kind of light technology, they're magic, or they're like nanotech, where they, the helmet just kind of like fades away or whatever. And it reveals that it's uh, Jane Foster, and Thor is surprised. And that's when Korg tells the tale of Jane Foster and Thor. It's kind of neat. We see a little bit more of their relationship throughout the MCU before they broke up. Yeah. Some of the stuff and, we uh, never saw. Yeah, that's so different that uh, yeah. Thor and Jane reunite. And of course, uh, yeah. you know, not to want to get into too many spoilers. Cause I know that you movie critics have not seen Thor Love and Thunder, but I do recommend this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, um I mean, it's on Disney Plus. Might as well watch it. But uh, it's like I said, it's not my favorite. Uh, but anyway, at this point, uh, that's when she, he finds out that, uh, you know, Jane is back and she's Thor now. Um, and eventually Gore kind of gets the best of them in battle. And he ends up kidnapping the kids of Asgard. It's pretty dark, man. Dark. Yeah. Uh, both of the movies re- review in this episode have to do with kidnapping kids. It's really weird, especially for Disney. <laughs> anyway, not to get too off topic. Not to get too off topic. Uh, so he takes them and he's 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 going to use them as bait later to get uh, Thor to go to him because he has a plan. And that plan is pretty epic and it has some great implications and reveals that could, um, you know, have a lot of impact on the future of the MCU going forward. Um, but yeah. So he kidnaps all the kids, and Thor has to figure out how to get them back, man. Um, so what do you think about the movie so far at this point? I mean, uh, what, how do, what do you think about, um, you know, uh, I think I already asked you this, but what do you think about uh, Jane Foster's reveal as Thor in this? Oh, it's awesome. I give it a thumbs up for that stuff, you know. I guess, you know, Natalie Portman had to gain a lot of, a lot of muscle, but, you know, all in all, really, really awesome movie, really, really good. Uh, I highly recommend it to you, movie fans. Yeah. So at this point, um, they're trying to figure out where the you know where he could have taken the kids, and it turns out that uh, one of the kids is uh, Heimdall's son. I don't Axel. Know. I, yeah, his name is Axel. What, what is his his original name was an Axel though, but he ended up changing his name to Axel. I think based off of the Guns N' Roses singer. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> but I forget his original name in this, but uh, he, he keeps uh, wanting them to call him Axel. I didn't, didn't know uh, that he had kids. Did they did they reveal that in a, in a previous movie? They didn't, but you can tell by the eyes. You know, you can tell yeah, he has, the, eyes. he has like the glowing golden eyes. But that's kind of a weird retcon. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comment section, but I didn't. Uh, may have to go back and rewatch. I don't. I don't recall them mentioning a, a son of Heimdall. It's kind of a weird retro thing that they did i don't know um but anyway uh he has very similar powers to heimdall but he's developing developing in them that i cannot speak today don't he's nobody developing. understand the words that are coming out of your mouth man uh he, he's still working on them how about that uh yep. and so he, he doesn't quite have a grasp on the powers but he can still use them to a certain degree so he's actually able to get a hold of thor um you know kind of like how heimdall would uh give visions to thor and he could see through heimdall's eyes um, he did that in Ragnarok, and he, he and then Axel uh, was able to kind of conjure up that same power in this one. So he was he was talking to them, he was talking to Thor through a projection. <laughs> this was like a big meme for the longest time. Uh, remember when Axel's face appears as, like a, as a floating head? Yep. And that was like uh, that was made fun of a lot because the effects were so they were so bad. Um, and then they kind of uh, they actually updated them for the Disney Plus version, but they weren't that much better. I mean, I, it wasn't. It, it was an improvement, but, uh, I mean, I didn't mind it, but a lot of people were just making fun of it. Um, 
saying it, it was just, uh, it was just bad. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so he, Axel's talking to him, and eventually he, he does that thing where he's allowing him to see through his eyes, and he figure, uh, that way they can figure out where the kids are so they can go save them. They find out, um, you know, eventually uh, that he's, uh, he's holding the kids in a place called the Shadow Realm. Uh, I guess that's the home of the Necrosword or something. I, I think it is. I mean, it's like a but very, like very dark little... movie, but not as much comedy, but still, it's still a really, really good movie. I highly recommended it to those who have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I did check it out. Like I said, it's on Disney plus might as well if you have Disney plus. Um, so yeah, he, he's going, he's got to go to this realm, uh, but they realize that they need more people to help. Right. Yep. Like, cause they, they got, they basically got their butt whooped by Gore and his shadow demon people, whatever. So they're going to need help. So where do they go? They go to the, um, shadow realm or they go to the, well, that's uh, where they need to go, but they go to omnipotent city to look for Russell Crowe Crow. <laughs> as, yeah, as, as the mighty Zeus Zeus. So they're starting to introduce a lot of interesting characters. Yeah. I gotta admit this this uh, this whole bit with the omnipotent city is not one of my favorite. I feel like it was way too outlandish. I wouldn't have mind if it was a little more serious. Um, it's kind of interesting seeing all the gods from the different uh, cultures and whatnot. Um, but I thought it was a little little too on the comedic side. One of the ones that was the weirdest. It was like this god. Zeus. He was like a little. Um, I don't know what was that little dumpling creature. I have no idea it was something. Bow or something like that. Bow but, or something. Or but like, he, he looked... They should have made him look more like some kind of being or, or like physical creature. But it almost had a face like a Lego character. It was like it was like a flat texture. I don't know. It was it was odd. It looked too cartoony. Um, I thought that Russell Crowe was Zeus was so funny. He, yeah, but, uh, he was, uh, his he was character different. was wacky as hell. Uh, anyway, yeah. they go to ask them for help. And, of course, he... he uh, they kind of disguise themselves at first to try and sneak into omnipotent city and whatnot. And eventually um, uh, there's that scene where he flicks his clothes off because he's trying to ask. Reveal yourself. Yeah, he's trying to reveal who I'll he take is. Take off your disguise. <laughs> Flick. And he flicks off his clothes and Thor is butt naked. Flick too hot, damn it. <laughs> and then you see his butt. Uh, luckily, the camera didn't go on the other side of him. Uh, and then some of the women faint. For some reason, they're seeing Thor. And the men thing, so... They saw Thor's Mjolnir. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can see his rippling muscles. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So uh, his his, his clothes are flicked off. Then he he reveals that he's Thor. And that uh, he needs needs Zeus's help and all the other gods uh, in order to defeat Gore. But... But Zeus is not interested at all. He's just interested in orgies and partying. He doesn't want to help the people. Actually, it was a reference to the Grand Master. That's why it's Zeus kind is of, wacky. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, like yeah, he's, he's like a party god. You know, um, he doesn't want anything to do with this plan. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, and it was just kind of disappointing to Thor because Thor based his powers off of... Uh, Zeus, <laughs> off of Zeus. Sorry, I can't think. There, just kind of. Uh, yeah, he he was re- he revealed that he based his whole uh, powers because you know he's the god of lightning and Thor became the god of thunder and so they're kind of like, you know, uh, they they kind of based his whole identity off of uh, off of Zeus and he's disappointed to see that he's just a joke at this point. Uh, he like you said he doesn't want anything to do with Thor's plan so, um, he ends up 
spoiler alert, dun, having dun, to dun. throw Zeus's lightning bolt through his chest. And uh, it appears that Zeus is dead. Of course. Uh, and then they need to, uh, and they need to get out of there. So they take the Bifrost out. Um, at this point, it's kind of interesting because uh, the Bifrost, uh, they describe the the powers as janky because it doesn't. Uh, the, I guess it's not able to channel the powers properly. Uh, so Jane said that they need some kind of conduit, uh, like a like like a ship, to help the powers or something. I don't know. Some weird science or something. I don't know the science behind that. Uh, so they ended up getting one of the, the tour ships uh, that they're using to tour people around New Asgard. That It's like a floating space uh, vehicle that looks like an old Viking ship. Yep. And so they, they attach uh, they attach Stormbreaker to that. And then in the front of it, pulling it like Santa's sleigh, is the, there was these two goats uh, that the blue people gifted Thor. They're like... There's like these screaming space coats that they do nothing but scream the whole movie. I think it's that that, that was pretty hilarious. So anyway, uh, Thor hurls uh, not Odin, uh, Zeus's lightning bolt through his own chest. Yeah, that's what he looked like. Um, for the people who are watching, uh, his you know he the face looked just like that, and uh, you know he's presumably dead. And so they steal his lightning bolt. They take off with the goats into the Bifrost, and then, and then of course Zeus. Uh, Zax's revenge. He's angry. Oh, we'll get to that later, but yep. he's dead. How can Supposedly. he exact his revenge? Oh, spoilers. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so he takes off and whatnot. Uh, and they're on their way to save the kids. They're going uh, They're going to the Shadow Realm. And uh, actually, this is everything from this point on after they leave Omnipotent City. Uh, it gets so much better. I feel like this, this second act and whatnot or whatever. I don't know the act structure or whatever. Um, everything going forward in these acts, it gets so much better. It gets a little more serious in tone. It still has a little bit of the silliness, but they tone it down a lot more. Uh, I like that, uh, the whole scene where they're taking that ride uh, over to the Shadow Realm. Uh, he starts talking with Jane, um, and that's when she reveals she has cancer. That All that character building stuff that is, is great. That is sad. I mean, like, I haven't read the comics, but... yeah. That was yeah. surprising. But there's some great moments in there where they're just kind of laying it all on the line with each other. Thor uh, tells her how much he loves her. And that stuff is like the stuff that I like the most about this movie. Uh, very the sentimental stuff. music. They were very ominous. Yeah. Very different. And that beautiful setting where they're just kind of rushing. It almost reminds me of Star Wars, the light, light speed where it's like they're just you know rushing through space. And they see like these weird space dolphin things. I don't know. But just, just it t- kind of takes it down a notch. It turns it down from 11 and it kind of lets the movie settle into itself. And, and it really has like this beautiful story uh, that's starting to develop. And then we're finally, you know, getting into the, the final act of the movie and whatnot. I feel like this is when it really hits its stride. Uh, everything before that was very intense. And now we're kind of settling into the finale here. Um, so finally they make it to the shadow realm and it's just like, it's interesting because all the color drains from the movie. It's like the reverse of the, of, uh, what do you call that? The uh, wizard of Oz. Yeah. The, uh, color, the, uh, yeah. Instead of Dorothy opening the door to a world of color, it's Thor and and crew. They're crashing into a planet of, of, of nothingness and, and black and whites and, uh, dead all over <laughs> anyway it's kind of funny because the they think it's like this huge planet right and then they're going they're traveling into it and then and then their whole ship crashes into it and it's like this little tiny little ball of dirt uh it looks like a little moon or something like that right yep and the goats are all screaming because they crashed into the thing which they're all screaming anyway uh i don't know i find something hilarious about screaming goats 
Anyway, um, that's when they uh, that's when they finally meet up. Uh, well, they're they're they thinking they're meeting up with Gore so they can finish him off. They think that the kids are being held there, and, and it turns out that it's a uh, it's just a trap. It turns out that uh, Gore led him there so he can steal Mjolnir because his big plan is to open the Bifrost. Yep. And go into and create chaos. Yeah. Rampant. Remember, he, what, what was his plan? Remember, he wanted to get somewhere. He he's going somewhere to get attorney to rescue his daughter. Exactly. Well, his plan wasn't to rescue his daughter. Uh, so there's this being in Marvel Comics called Eternity, and it basically represents the entirety of the universe. It's it it's depicted as like this this kind of almost like omnipotent like godlike creature sitting in like a meditation pose what is that face you're doing i don't know it's that <laughs> that smile that steve martin made when he got surprised you know <laughs> just what is what is random yeah okay sure uh if i'm boring you you could just tell me you know no no i know i'm just talking uh, talking no, talking no, yeah, but uh you know um, <laughs> am i boring you no but um uh you know I've been watching the Minions movies, and it's so good the way they have Steve Carell doing the old Groove voice, young Groove voice. They got Russell Brand as the I think, Dr. Nefario, and then, of course, <laughs> young Dr. Nefario. I think the fact that you changed the subject means that you, that, that, that you admitting that I'm boring you. Oh, my <laughs> God. He admitted it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking with you. We're having fun here. It's just, it's we're just, having we're fun, keeping it guys. loose. We're keeping it loose. Uh, well, let's just, let's finish the let's finish Thor, and then we can yep. get uh, we can talk about some other stuff. Yep. I still want to talk about Pinocchio a little bit and yep. all that, but Pinocchio, <laughs> I'm Geppetto. Uh, <laughs> an odd choice for Tom Hanks to play Geppetto, <laughs> but you know Drew Carey was Geppetto on at one point, and you know. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, I think it sounds so familiar. Anyway, anyway, it was called Geppetto. So oh. it turns out he wants to open the Bifrost to get to to the center of the universe. Uh, to see eternity, and basically eternity is like this this magical being that represents the the whole universe. And he's gonna, you can ask it for a wish, and it'll grant you that wish. And so what Gore's gonna do is he's gonna wish that all gods were dead. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. And uh, that's no bueno because Thor's a god. So we're gonna, you know, that means the yep. end of a lot of beings. So. The action Thor. So they gotta go stop him. Like Thor always does. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, they they get st- caught in this trap, and uh, Jane and Valkyrie they get wrapped up in the the shadow demon's tentacles, and uh, Gore has them kind of stuck in there, and he also has Thor, and then basically he's uh, Jane uh, kind of got ahead of the curve, and she realized his plan, so she hurled uh, Stormbreaker off into space, so that way he can get it, and then so um, he's trying to kind of choke choke them to get them to bring uh, Stormbreaker back. And he's threatening Thor with killing him. And he reveals before, before that he goes to each of them and, and kind of like has a little monologue with him. He talks to Valkyrie and he's like, you know what? You and I are very similar, which I I love the scene. He's like, because you know, the gods let you down as well. They let your sisters die. The, the the other Valkyrie, Um, you know, they, they didn't save them either. And she's, you know, she's crying because, you know, she lost, you know, she lost her family in that battle with Hela. And she, uh, he's basically saying the gods used you and didn't help you just like they, you know, same they did with me. So we're not that all, we're not all that dissimilar. You know, it's like Dr. Evil talking to Austin Powers. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and then he goes to Jane. And he's like, and you, you're different. You're dying, aren't you? And that's when it reveals that she's dying. Um, you know, that the, the hammer is not actually helping her. It's hurting her. It's, it's draining her of her energy. And the cancer is winning because of it. That is so sad, but... Yeah. I so, mean, I, I bet, didn't read yeah. the comics, but that yeah. was a surprise. So, uh, uh, so then uh, eventually he starts, you know, choking Valkyrie and Jane and uh, threatening that he's going to kill him if he doesn't bring Stormbreaker back. So Thor relents, you know, he, he brings Stormbreaker from the depths of space and hands it off. And uh, apparently it looks like uh, Gore is winning at this point. Uh, so eventually... Um, you know, they take Jane to the hospital to see what's going on. And, you know, they get the bad news that it, yeah, and you know. Yeah, Thor breaks the vending machine. He brings all snacks and goodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get the bad news that, you know, the cancer is winning. And, uh, yeah, Thor, Thor gets angry mad. with the vending machine. <laughs> and he smacks that vending machine, man. Um, but he tries to, you know, not be sad in front of her. And he brings her all the snacks that he smashed out of the vending machine. And then he says he's got to go back by himself because, you know... Um, you know, he doesn't want her using the hammer anymore because he feels like if, if she uses the hammer one more time, that's going to be the end of her. And then maybe maybe if she doesn't you know, help him in this last battle, maybe it'll give, him, give her a slight chance that she might survive. Um, but, I mean, it's futile at this point with all the news that they got. But, he, you know, he's thinking that it's worth a chance. Maybe if she doesn't wield the hammer anymore, maybe she can pull through. And, you know, it's worth it to him to give it a try at least. And she she doesn't want to leave him behind. She wants to go help him in the final battle, you know. But uh, he goes off by himself. Uh, Valkyrie got uh, injured in the battle as well. She got stabbed. So she's she's unable to go. She lost a kidney in the in the, in the the fight. Oh, she can't drink, so I guess I don't know what that, yeah. that's up. But, uh, you know. So uh, he, go, he goes to set off by himself. Uh, he ends up finding the kids. And um, he actually, uh, this is it's pretty epic. He actually gives them all uh, a bit of his power. So he, he temporarily uh, bestows some of the Thor power uh, between them all so they can help fight off the shadow demons and whatnot, the shadow creatures, whatever they're called. And uh, they get in, of course, Guns N' Roses starts blaring again. They start battling and whatnot. And um, unfortunately, Gore is just too powerful with that necrosword, man. He gets... Thor down on the ground, man. And you know what? You know, uh, spoilers, spoilers. Here we go. Uh, we find out that Jane decides, fuck it. I'm dying anyway, and I'm going to help him. Uh, we see Mjolnir come in and smash Gore. And, uh, you know, much to uh, Thor's chagrin, as I keep saying, uh, you know, he, he knows what this means when he sees that hammer. He's like, no, you know, basically he... That he knows that's pretty much the end of Jane right there because you know the fact that she's using the hammer again it's no bueno so uh but you know she she's able to save Thor because the necro sword is literally at his chest reminds me of when Thanos was pressing uh, Stormbreaker into Thor's chest you know Gore was pressing the necro sword into his chest right before she saved him so uh, it literally saved his life. And then they continue the battle. Uh, this is kind of epic. Uh, when she rides in, remember was she? How does she enter the scene? With the horse. She yeah, she horse? she she was riding in on uh, on Valkyrie's Pegasus horse. on Valkyrie's horse. Pegasus. Uh, I think, mighty I think that's horse. It. Yeah. So it's pretty. That was pretty epic. And, uh, and so they fight. They fight the good fight, man. And they're they're trying. Uh, what they're trying to smash the necro sword because that's the source of his power. And basically, how 
the necrosaur well you know how mjolnir is draining jane of her that sounds like a band name draining jane well you know the no, i think that the band there's called band called raining jane or something like that anyway not to get too off topic that's good too off topic um anyway the, the you know how mjolnir is draining jane of her power of her uh, life force uh, the necrosword is also killing Gore, and if if they smash the hammer, Gore will die. Uh, because uh, and earlier in the monologue, when he was talking with Jane, he's like, "Just as the gods are using you, you know, they're using me as well." And you know, I'm you know basically I'm also on the same path as you. I'm gonna die as well without the power of the sword. And so he kind of gives away his 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 uh, Achilles heel, if you will. Yep. So their goal is to smash that sword. And uh, eventually they do. But unfortunately, he was able to open the Bifrost in time and open a portal. The heroic Thor opening up the Bifrost. Well, it was Gore. It was Gore, Gore who opened up, uh, opened up the Bifrost. Gore. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to the center of the universe to see eternity. And finally, um, he makes his way through to make his wish that all gods were dead. And when, it's kind of interesting when they enter that world because it reminds me of... You know how when they get the soul stone and they enter that that afterworld realm, with the where it's like orange and the floor is like water. That's what that's what this reminds me of. Except everything's blue. Yeah, right? because of uh, Thanos. You know, he went into the realm one time and he saw Gamora, the young Gamora. So I yeah. guess it was the same thing. Yeah, course, it reminds me a lot. That same the same visual. You know, same visual, but awesome. But it was uh, interesting. Uh, except it's all blue and and you see this that that silhouette of eternity sitting there and it's like all it's like flat and it's all just like a like a field of stars and it's very cosmic looking it's epic it's straight pulled straight out of the comic books and so he's about to ask it to kill all gods and uh thor appeals to him he's like basically why not um you know why not wish for your daughter instead and he's like no i must do this and um eventually thor just you know relents and he, you know, he goes back to jane he sees that jane is on the floor dying because in order to smash the necrosword she also had to destroy mjolnir and without mjolnir's power um you know of course you know she's back to her human form and she's dying and at this point she's about to you know pass away so he's you know what you know what i'm gonna choose the thing that i love the most do what you're gonna do basically it's something 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 to that effect i forget exactly how the conversation went but it uh, was you know heroic dialogue yeah it was a very beautiful scene and then he goes back to be with jane in her final moments he's like you know i'm gonna choose love basically why don't you choose love and why don't you wish for your daughter back instead of killing all gods because at least even if you're dying you know you could spend your dying moments with your daughter and tell her how much you love her instead of you know instead of destroying as you're in your final moments you know why don't you you know see the thing that you love for the last time and because he's like that's what i'm gonna do and so he spends you know his moments with jane and that really gets to him and he sees that you know maybe he's right maybe you know i do love my daughter maybe i should wish maybe my one wish should be to be with my daughter again before i die and so he does he wishes his daughter back it's very very dark but you know very yeah. very sad and but all in all a pretty good movie. So it, was a, I it was a solid ending to a, a very wacky, <laughs> wacky movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, his main concern about doing that is like, who's going to take care of her after I die? But Thor, he steps up to the plate. He says, I will watch after her. Um, just make the right decision. I'll, you know, bring her back and I'll, I'll take care of that. And, uh, you know, that's what happens, man. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, just as in the comic books, you know, Jane passes away from cancer. 
And um, Thor has a new daughter, essentially, an adopted daughter. And uh, so he just, you know, he's a man of his word. He's a man of his word, and he's taking care of Gore's daughter. And, of course, Gore passed away as well. And uh, later, uh, later on, Korg is kind of summing up the movie. And uh, it turns out that the, the title is kind of a... Um, inter- it's interesting because the title kind of reveals the, the ending of the movie, but we just didn't know it. Because it turns out that the girl, they named, uh, he named her love. And he, being the god of thunder, is thunder. So it's it's essentially Thor, god, love, love, and, and thunder. thunder. What a surprising a little turn of phrase there. Yep. It turns out that it was kind of revealing the ending of the movie. Uh, so he he he's having her trained in the ways of the the you know Asgard, yep. um, you know fighting skills and whatnot. It's kind of cool to see her, you know, trained. She could be like the next Thor or something like that. Yep. I know what Thor five's gonna be like, but you know. Uh, whatever mysteries it's going to hold. Uh-huh. It's exciting to see what's going to happen, you know, now that he has, you know, he has a uh, kind of protege. Uh, uh, you know, it's not a blood, uh, um, you know, she's not his blood, but, you know, she could still be brought up with the, uh, what do you call it, the morals of Thor. And, uh, you know, he can bestow all the the kind of um, knowledge that he's gained throughout his time as the God of Thunder and... You know, it's going to be an interesting little uh, change of pace for him. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh, it's good. You know, I, the, the way the movie presents itself, it's just so awesome. Oh, yeah. It has this uh, climax in this artistic way, you know. I can tell why they put Guns N' Roses music on there. It's so fun in the way it yeah. is. They channel yeah. that stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Definitely the music was, was good. I always like when they incorporate um, some, like, rock and music and whatnot um like i said the movie the first half really weighed it down i feel like it was too over the top too wacky and then the back half of the movie i think it had a lot of the great stuff in it um of course all the gore stuff was great i feel like it needed more of that tone because you could you can keep some of the wacky stuff i feel like it just went over the top with it um so what would you rate this movie out of 10 um i would rate this movie uh, nine out of nine. <laughs> when did you change the criteria to nine? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yep. You always rate everything in ten out of yep. ten. Yep. <laughs> That's why I'm super generous. Oh my god! He admitted. Um. Nah. Realistically, like saying like with its flaws and all, you would still rate it a ten out of ten. Yep. Okay, I, 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 admire, it is what it is, you know. I admire your your conviction to your decision. And grit. I'm a man of true grit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say an honest uh, re- uh, review of it. Out of 10, I would give it a six and a half. Yeah, I would give it a six and a half. Um, I would say it's one of my least favorite Thor movies uh, next to The Dark World um, I would say I'd say Ragnarok is still one of my favorites next to the original Thor movie. Um, I think had it been more like the the later half of the movie, and maybe the similar tone as all the gore stuff, I feel like it would have been a lot better if they they, they cut out a lot of the fluff, especially the omnipotent city. It could have been uh, a lot better taking all that stuff out. Um, I mean, keeping the Zeus stuff, but uh, I feel like it was just a little too wacky, a little, a little, just pushed it a little too hard on that. But uh, overall, 
Um, I like some of the stuff that's, um, you know, setting up. Uh, I love some of the stuff that they've set up for the future of the MCU. Uh, of course, we have those epic um, end credit scenes. The first yep. one being spoiler, we have Zeus. Hercules. Hercules. Of course, we have Zeus who's <laughs> angry. That's epic. And his, his suit is so comic accurate. I love it. Yep. Uh, because it turns out Zeus is alive. And he's angry. He he's didn't die. filled with vengeance. <laughs> Yeah, so he's sending Hercules to fight Thor. So I'm sure I'm sure we're gonna see a Thor versus Hercules. It's gonna be epic. Yep. And Hercules, Hercules isn't the villain, so obviously at some point they're probably gonna they're probably going to um, be on the same side. So we'll yep. see. I can't wait for that. And then um, I mean, I like the actor too. He's from Ted Lasso, so he just won a what do you call that? A Emmy for Ted Lasso. Anyway. Not to get too off topic. Not to get too off topic. And then the the final final end credit scene, we see Jane in Valhalla because at the end, remember when she died, she turned into gold uh, dust just like Odin did. So I guess since she was technically a Thor, she qualified to get into Valhalla. She died in battle, and we see her greeted by the wonderful Gore Heimdall. Heimdall. Gore would not be in Valhalla. Nope. Nope. I was mistaken. <laughs> But uh, Heimdall was there welcome, welcoming Jane into Valhalla. And, of course, they met in uh, Thor the Dark World. Yep. Uh, after she was teleported to Asgard by Thor. Uh, yeah, overall, like I said, not my favorite movie, but I, I definitely, it's definitely rewatchable. Some, some of the visuals are just completely stunning. And like I said, the, the later half of the movie totally redeems a lot of what they did. It just, I feel like it's, like I said, over the top. Uh, yeah. So that's my review of Thor, Love and Thunder. Yep. And that's my review. I give it a thumbs up. And then you said you, uh, another movie that I watched uh, from Disney Plus Day, Pinocchio. I know, Pinocchio. You, said you, you said you haven't seen it, right? I have not seen it yet, but um, it has Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Definitely, definitely awful. I would, out of 10, I would give it like a three and a half. And the half is being generous. It's essentially the same shit as the cartoon. And even the cartoon is really awkward to watch. I mean, it's like I said, uh, Thor Love and Thunder has a scene of kids being kidnapped and Pinocchio is all about a bunch of kids being kidnapped and taken off to a place called Pleasure Island. Like, what the fuck? I don't remember that. I've seen it when I was a kid and I didn't remember that. It's like, it's like that's some like Epstein shit. Like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what? Uh, um, I don't know. This is weird. I don't remember all that plot about Pinocchio. Did you? I have not remembered it, but yeah, I seen the cartoon a the first, long like, of time course, ago. It's, I mean, the plot is weird to begin with. It's about this old man living alone who wants to build a boy. Yep. <laughs> and then and it's funny because in the new movie, like they change it so that I guess I guess uh, he's basing he's building the boy because uh, he wants someone that reminds him of his son. So I guess it makes it a little less creepy. And he had a wife at some point in the cartoon. They never mentioned anything about a wife or why why he's creating a boy out of wood. It just, uh, but in the movie they try and retrofit it so that way it's like, oh, he had a son, and the Pinocchio is is based off of his son, and he has a wife at some point, and so it's like this his man who had lost a lot of people, and that's why he wanted to build his son out of wood. I don't know. So I guess they're trying to make it a little less awkward. <laughs> 
but they kept that whole bit about um, the kids being kidnapped off to Pleasure Island, and they're turning them into donkeys, yep. and they want to traffic them. It's I didn't see really it, weird, but... and they want to send them off to like salt mines and sell them to the circus and shit. It's it's fucking creepy as shit. Yep. And it, the, like I said, the the new live action movie is is pretty much a direct uh, port of that, except they 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 put it. You know, it's just Tom Hanks and a bunch of CGI characters. And it's just really weird. And yeah, you know, Tom Hanks is, you know, he was grumpy yeah. at one point, but nowadays he's, you know, happy. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a, not a fan. A not a fan of Pinocchio, the the live action movie. Even the cartoon is awkward to rewatch. Um, and, and they added some a little bit of extra scenes here and there to kind of change it up from the original. And then I remember the scene at the original cartoon had a, they, you know, Geppetto gets eaten by a whale and Pinocchio has to go save him. And this one, it's like a weird uh, sea creature with tentacles. Oh, like a... Uh, it's like a uh, whale with tentacles. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird. A, a whale puss? Like a octopus with a whale? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, just, it's just weird and awkward. Uh, I do not recommend Pinocchio. I do not recommend it either. So well, you haven't seen it, so that's let's see. That's a, uh, well, well I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, I mean, if you want, check it out. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but definitely, if you were to see it and give it a ten out of ten, I would have to revoke your license as COE. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. That's one. I will not let you rate a ten out of yeah. ten. It's, it's just bad. I'll give it a one. Uh, what, what what makes me even sadder? It was directed by the great Robert Zemeckis, uh, who, of course, you know, Back to the Future, Romancing the Stone, uh, Forrest Gump, uh, you know, Castaway, all these epic movies, and he's reduced to uh, a Disney shill. Yeah, I understand. You know, I mean, I thought. You know, Pinocchio with Tom Hanks was supposed to be supposed to be like you know fun and whatnot, but it was has a little edgy stuff. It was embarrassing. Yep. I heard about the rating, so I I, I just didn't, you know... Yeah, don't, you know. don't watch it. I don't know why I watched it. I thought it was like, oh, let's do a review of it, and I regretted every step of it. It was just awkward. And um, that's my review of Pinocchio. Yep. What did I say? Three and a half out of ten? Um, and the, 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 that's all points I give it just because Robert Zemeckis was in it. or, or Not in it, but he directed it. He directed it? He gets all the points because he's Robert Zemeckis, the legend. The living legend. Yep. Um, he always lives. Yeah, he's the well, man of the movies. Well, this brings us to the end of our episode of the men who watch movies. Uh, yeah, like overall, I had fun and watching of course, Thor. Next time, we're gonna talk about the Despicable Me movies, and of course, uh, I'm gonna do my mm, gruel voice. I'll as, be the judge. No, as like this. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that. I think Not next audio. episode we're going to talk about. Actually, next episode I want to talk about the Clerks movies. Clerks three is out. Yeah, the Clerks three is out, and I want to. I want to do a review of all three of the movies. Hopefully, we can go see it together, and we can give our opinion of it. I'm a fan of the Kevin Smith movies, so. So, such a fan of that. No, yeah. the first one was awesome. Epic. Oh yeah, the first one is always second the best. I love the second funny. one, and hopefully the third one. The third one is on par. I I, I really want to see it. Definitely. So we'll 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 try and bring that to you next episode. But in the meantime, go ahead and check out our other episodes. 
Um, we did the trial of the Incredible Hulk last week. Go ahead and watch that. Awesome and then, movie, you know, by the way. We, we did a video where we eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich from UHF with Weird Al. Yep. Um, we, we, he wasn't there with us, but I'm saying the movie was by Weird Al. A tribute. To and Weird we Al. ate a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, which was featured in that movie. It was delicious. And uh, I recommend you don't dip it in milk. Oh, uh, no. He did that in the movie, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of other great videos. Go ahead and yep. check it out. We review Samaritan with, with old Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and, He's angry. Very angry. And then we talk about Office Space. You know, yep. And then we have some more great stuff coming up. Uh, yep. Go ahead and well, check out. some great stuff coming up. So. Yeah. Go ahead and check out our Twitter, at Men Watch Movies. Yep. And then uh, we also have an Instagram at men watching movies i think it is um we're also on facebook i don't know we're, we're we have multiple platforms and of course uh youtube isn't isn't the only place where you can check us out we also have the audio podcast and yep. video podcast available on spotify, spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and mm-hmm. uh anchor which is a you know based uh, which is yep. owned by spotify uh, so go ahead and check us out if you just want to listen to the podcast uh, and you don't want to watch our ugly faces. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we're so good, guys. You know, we're, we're keeping on the humor. We're just, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're just funny as ever. We're anyway, funny guys. Uh, it was it was fun doing this episode. And, uh, it was fun. We'll go ahead and see you next time. Just remember to like yep. and subscribe, as they always say. And you have to remember Post your comments to, down below. Exactly. And remember to... Keep on watching. Thank you, everybody. This has been a very, very good episode. I am DJ the Movie Man Wagner, also known as the COE of the Men Who Watch Movies Incorporated. Keep on watching. See you later, guys. See ya. One million subscribers.